0: Good Monday afternoon, everybody. My name is Anthony Grassi. Welcome to your D1 Team 5, and let's jump right into it. Outgoing Illinois State President Larry Dietz says the school is still on an aggressive timeline to hire a new athletic director, noting they hope to have an offer out by the end of the year. Dietz also notes that outgoing athletic director Larry Lyons has indicated he would stay on past January 1 if a successor is not on board yet. At this point, there is no plan to name an interim athletic director, but Dietz says that could change very quickly if they had to do that adding that most of the spring planning for competition has been done, so if the Redbirds don't have somebody in place by the first of the year, that will be okay. Deets also intimated ISU needs a few more donations before it can move to the design phase on an indoor practice facility, saying quote, at one time we were talking about more of a bricks and mortar facility. I think we're going away from that to more of a dome kind of facility. That saves a considerable amount of money, and those are still very, very functional facilities. More follow-up from the Clemson-Florida State postponement. Clemson Athletic Director Dan Radakovich on head football coach Dabo Sweeney's remarks, quote, He's passionate, and that's what makes him great for student-athletes in purple and orange. He's the player's biggest advocate, and he should be. His comments, while a little disheartening to some, really were his feelings. Meanwhile, the SEC Network's Paul Feinbaum agreed with Sweeney, noting, quote, I still don't know the whole story, but I'm trying to figure out where the ACC was in all of this. Seminole's head coach Mike Norvell responded, quote, Everyone here was excited and wanted the opportunity to compete. The protocols that are in place to ensure the health and well-being of our athletes, we don't take lightly. Football coaches are not doctors. Some of us think we are. In the latest COVID football updates, Louisiana Tech will not play for the fourth consecutive weekend as its matchup with FIU has been canceled due to positive tests within the Panthers program. Charlotte's upcoming game against Western Kentucky is being postponed to December 1st. The Pioneer League is moving ahead with plans to play a six-game conference football slate in the spring with a targeted start date of March 13th. A conference spokesperson noting this model gives teams the opportunity to earn the Pioneer League championship and an automatic qualifying bid to the FCS playoffs. A pair of personnel notes. Former Nebraska president Hank Bounds is still earning a quarter of a million dollars a year as a fundraising consultant on the Huskers' $155 million football and athletics complex. UCLA Chancellor Gene Block announces the school is extending its commitment to no COVID-related layoffs of career employees through the end of the academic year. The commitment comes following an announcement by System President Michael Drake that each campus will establish a pandemic relief fund to be used to minimize to the extent possible pandemic-related layoffs. Yahoo! Pete AML gets feedback from around the college basketball world ahead of the season tipping off Wednesday. VCU Athletic Director Ed McLaughlin noting that the future of the entire association depends on the season ending with the NCAA tournament. My Rick Rick Pitino "Quote: They see the virus spreading like wildfire, country shutting down, and we're trying to open up while it's spreading. It's going to be another season where we're not going to play the postseason. It's going to be a disaster. Sportico's John Wall Street observes that for basketball schools, the prospect of a men's basketball season without fans is worrisome. As there are six power five athletic departments that make more from basketball tickets than football tickets while you ponder which schools those are arizona athletic director david heakey notes that despite the smaller arena size for men's basketball there are twice the number of home games but what drives men's basketball ticket revenue further are the donations tied to season tickets with many tied to a license and a capital gift between 25 and hundred thousand dollars depending on the location Kentucky brought in $20 million in basketball ticket revenue in 2019, the most in the nation, beating football ticket revenue by over $8 million. John Wall Street goes on to note that programs can offset some of the lost revenue through money saved on guarantee games that won't be played, however, much, if not all, of that or more may be lost in added expenses related to COVID 19. Idea Man and Kentucky headmans basketball coach John Calipari on some suggestions for the season. First, Calipari suggests traveling to and from games on the same day. On playing the NCAA tournament in a single location, Cal saying, quote, They told me the reason the NBA bubble basketball was so good is because the teams didn't have to travel and they got in a rhythm of playing. They wanted to play every other day. Well, you know what? We can kind of do the same thing. In more COVID hoops notes, Florida A&M women's basketball is opting out of this season. Tennessee and Ole Miss are pausing men's basketball activities. The Austin American Statesman's Brian Davis reports that per Big 12 Basketball Guidelines, as long as teams have six scholarship players, the game is on. Writing quote, even if you have just a forward and center available, you're playing. Prominent men's basketball referees tell stadium's Jeff Goodman that their biggest concern is the 14-day quarantine if Tier 1 personnel test positive for COVID-19 in the days following a game they work. And that is all for your D1 Team 5 for Monday afternoon, November 23rd. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a five-star review and let me know your thoughts by replying to your D1 Ticker email via the link in the podcast description or on social media at D1 Ticker. Be sure to check your inbox to stay up-to-date on what is going on in and around college athletics. My name is Anthony Grassi, and we will see you back here bright and early Tuesday morning.